You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. UTAP fans, it's time for Minor Talk with Adrian Broadus and Sal Montes. Minor Talk is presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency. Seven locations across El Paso from the west side to Fabens. Wind Supply El Paso. Locate your nearest champion dealer at windsupplyelpaso.com. And Keats Southwest. Leading the industry in precision metal stamping since 1958. Call into the show at 880-5763 or tweet the show at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Now, let's go live to the Lube and Go Studios with your hosts, Adrian Broadus and Sal Montez. All right, let's do it. Minor Talk is here. UTEP with their biggest win of the year, 63-60 to against La Tech. Joe Golding, man, this team, I can't believe they did it, but they pulled it off in Ruston, Louisiana, in which they hadn't done since 2004. Another accomplishment for this team, another road win for this group. Like Steve Kaplowitz pointed out on his social, on his Twitter handle, uh, they have four road wins this season. That matches the uh, combined total of road wins in Conference USA that this team had over the last three seasons. So that's significant right there. This team is doing what it takes to win on the road and I'll be honest with you with everybody I mean after the loss to Marshall I was feeling pretty low about this group I was I was thinking man you know they've got this tough tough stretch in Conference USA and yeah I, I know Joe Golding will tell you that every Conference USA game is tough but this is Louisiana Tech this is Kenneth Lofton Jr. this is you know Amori Archibald this is a Bulldogs team with Kobe Williams who uh, has been strong and, and they dominated UTEP when they came to the 915 and beat the Miners on their home floor. But UTEP was able to lock down defensively. This was an ugly game all around. First half ugly, second half ugly. The first half was a 29 to 28 win uh, for the Miners in their advantage. They led at the break. Then the Miners won the second half as well, 34 32. But that just shows you how back and forth this game really was. It was 14 lead changes in this game. There was eight times this game was tied, and UTEP, they led for 20 minutes of this one. Louisiana Tech led for 15 minutes of this one. It was just back and forth, nonstop. Sule Boom with 28, 12, and uh, three steals. He had a double-double today, and not in assists, in rebounds. I mean, the, the San Francisco product did so much today for the Miners to help them out, and speaking of doing so much, how about Bonky Maring off the bench, chipping in with five points and five rebounds in just nine minutes of action, uh, hitting a clutch free throw down the stretch, also getting called for a goaltending one. I mean, this game is exciting for a lot of reasons, uh, but I'll pose a question to you, Sal, and I'll pose it to everybody out there. After UTEP gets this bounce-back victory, would you consider this a UTEP win or a Louisiana Tech loss? It's an interesting question right now to ponder, but uh, as we get things started, I just want to let everybody know our phone number is 915-880-5763. As we get started here on Minor Talk, we're presented by the Oscar Arietta Agency. A lot of excitement on social media. We'll get to that later on in the show. You could tweet us at 600 ESPN El Paso. But Sal, did UTEP win it or did Louisiana Tech lose it? Uh, Both. It, 
when you look at the score, in all seriousness, I think it's a UTEP win. We've seen this time and time again where a team can shoot poor from free throw, uh, you know, from the charity stripe. And that's been UTEP before, but you got to give credit to the other team for, for coming through and, and taking advantage of those missed opportunities on the other end. And that was UTEP tonight. UTEP has obviously been on the other side where we've seen a Southern Miss go, and oddly enough, to play them next game, but where a Southern Miss can come through and defeat the Miners. Um, but, I mean, people could harp about the charity stripe all they want. The fact of the matter is, UTEP didn't play a pretty game either. I mean, we're, they were within reach, and that's what you want to be on the road. And those final two minutes, if it's up for grabs, you definitely have a chance. But there were a lot of missed buckets by UTEP as well. So just as much as Louisiana Tech was missing from the charity stripe, UTEP was missing a lot of easy layups too. So it's so interesting, Sal, because on Sunday, and it, by the way, if we had minor talk after the loss to Marshall, we probably would have missed the Super Bowl. Let's be let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, that was a frustrating loss for a lot of UTEP fans. Uh, there weren't a lot of people there at the actual game, but uh, it was just a real disappointing loss. And that was on paper, uh, last Sunday against Marshall, on paper, UTEP's worst loss of the season against you know a, an opponent who ranked in the 200 plus uh, when you when you're talking about Ken Palm and the advanced analytics of basketball. Now tonight against Louisiana Tech, this is a team that, that's a top 100 team by net rankings by uh, Ken Palm. This is a team that you know came in on paper as one of UTEP's toughest opponents when you're not UAB, when you're not North Texas, when you're mm. not Kansas, New Mexico. Mexico State, so on and so forth. But where I'm getting at is UTEP beat their best. Yeah, this is their best win of the season on paper. And mm-hmm. for you, for somebody out there to not say this is a significant win, well, you're just wrong. I, I get there's parity in Conference USA, but this is a huge, huge win for the Miners. No, it definitely is. Louisiana Tech is one of the top tier teams in Conference USA. Year, That's right. Year yep. in and year out, they're they're near the top. They're one of the tougher teams in the league. All they have to do, really, to, to kind of solidify and uh, for Coach uh, Conkle to really solidify solidify himself as uh, one of the premier coaches uh, in the conference, which I think he kind of is already. But that 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 verification would be if he gets to the tournament and, of course, wins a game in the tournament. That that's all that he really needs to do when we t- when we talk about uh, Conkle and uh, Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. But this is one of the best wins um, that any team in the conference can get, and it for sure, in my opinion, so far their best win of the season. Yeah, because we we talked about. Uh, Louisiana Tech being in the Tier 1 of Conference USA before. Yep. If you've listened to Minor Talk, you can kind of break down the con- uh, Conference USA into tiers. And I thought UTEP was atop the second tier after the loss to Marshall. I thought they were eh, maybe in the middle of the pack of the second tier, but still a second-tier Conference USA team. Now, there are only three teams in the top tier, the number one tier of Conference USA. It's it's uh, North Texas, no doubt. It's UAB, no doubt. And it's Louisiana Tech, no doubt, because they have the best player in Kenneth Lofton Jr. And uh, people can come at me and say what they said uh, in the first loss uh, earlier this year, that uh, Kenneth Lofton Jr. is overrated, so on and so forth. That's just not true. I- I'm just not going to take that at all because they are a really, they're a really good team. And uh, when you look at North Texas, they're a team that squeezed past Florida Atlantic. That was a really close game, and it, it looked like the Owls might take it. But, um, you know, they get the big win today as well. Uh, Kenneth Lofton finished with 12 points and 16 rebounds in this game 16 rebounds now he had his fouls 
He had his turnovers, and the turnovers did not come at good times at all. But, man, Lofton's a great player. And for the Miners, without Titus Verhoeven, who only played in this game 24 minutes because he dealt with foul trouble throughout the whole game, without Christian Agnew for a lot of it as well, he racked up four fouls in just 10 minutes. Uh, Miners playing just a little shorthanded than we're used to seeing them, but they get a good spark off Onyema off the bench. Uh, Then he gets out after just four minutes. And then Maring comes in, nine minutes off the bench. Bonky Maring, who we haven't seen at all in conference. Exactly. I mean, we're seeing him sparingly. We're seeing him at the end of first halves, like, you know, in garbage time when it doesn't really matter. That's that's amazing right there, Sal. I mean, the fact that, uh, you know, Bonky Maring comes off the bench, scores five points. He hits two field goals. One was a goaltending, which was, uh, hey, he, he was going to make that one as well. Mm-hmm. And he gets the five boards in just nine minutes. He he hits the clutch free throw. Bonky Maring, got to give a lot of credit to him and what he was able to do. Yeah, finishes with the five boards, as you mentioned, for a team that has struggled, really. Uh, when it comes to hitting the glass, I mean, we talked about Kenneth Lofton right now getting 16 rebounds, another monstrous performance. But this is a team in the Bulldogs who are going to make those 50-50 plays. Uh, the, more than likely, it's going to be in their favor, whether it's a hustle play, an offensive rebound that's up for grabs. Whatever the case is, they're usually there. And they set themselves up for success by being in the right place at the right time. But down a stretch where those possessions are extremely valuable, it, you know, the the margin for error becomes becomes a lot slimmer. You, you can't be messing up at that point. But when we look at, um, at Marion to come in and snag boards in crunch time, that is what the Miners needed. They needed to, one, play good defense, which they did, but to cap it off uh, with the second most important thing, and that is getting the ball back to your offense. 880-5763, that's our telephone number. If you would like to weigh in here on Miner Talk, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter, at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter, where Pinky checks in. Big, big, big win, Miners, and he is fired up. He sends us a picture of Pater Pete. Uh, This coming in from Herman Flores. Best Golding win so far. Rodney Terry would have never won a game like this. Otra vez. Again, again with the Rodney Terry references. Hey, we're guilty of it too, or at least I am. I am guilty of it too. Uh, Pinky, great tense dub, Miners. Hashtag woo. I think everybody was uh, was feeling a little relieved after that win for the Miners. Kingsley Onyema, the father of Zarek Onyema, great dub, Miners. That's exactly how to bounce back. This team is on a glide path toward bringing college basketball glory back to El Paso. I am a proud fan. Congrats, guys. Go Miners. Hashtag picks up. Hashtag believe. And that's coming from Kingsley Onyema. This is from King Eric on the show. Great road win tonight. This was a team that had come here and got a win, so getting a win over there feels good. Hopefully this momentum... Uh, going hopefully this momentum continues going into the tourney. That's coming from King Eric, and I think all right. So outlook on the season, mm-hmm. right? Because UTEP's got two more, and, and before we get too high on this team, they've got two significant road games ahead of them. I mean, Southern Miss. That's that should be a layup. Although after that Marshall loss on Sunday, you can't really count any of these games a layup at all. 
And also, Southern Miss uh, just went to overtime, so they, they're, really? they're, they're going to be hungry. Yeah, I mean they they dropped it to a UTSA. They, I, I, it was like ninety something to seventy nine in the end. But uh, either way, though, this is a team who's coming off of a of a gut wrenching loss. They're they're going to come out with some fire. Yeah, they they want to bounce back too, exactly. And then they've got Middle Tennessee on Monday, so three games in five days. Um, number one, UTEP has to stay grounded following this win. It's it's easy to get really high after this one and and just feel so great about yourself if you're UTEP. And I understand, like, you can celebrate this victory against Louisiana Tech, but just be ready for Louisiana – I mean, Southern Miss on Saturday. That's a morning game, which is another adjustment for the Miners. They're going to be tipping off 10 – excuse me, 11 o'clock El Paso time. So that's going to be an adjustment in itself. And then Monday, a quick turnaround against Middle Tennessee before they they host three games in a row. It's UAB – um, next Saturday, the February uh, February twenty sixth, and then Thursday, March third, home against Rice. Saturday, March fifth, home against North Texas. Uh, interesting stretch uh, for the Miners. Only three weeks left of this uh, season, and you know, only five games left. I'm curious to see how they come out. We we were worried a little bit worried about this group heading into this uh, road stretch after their loss to North Texas and Sal. Now we're seeing that, hey, maybe things could look up if they could steal a couple more uh, here on the road this weekend. Yeah, the the win tonight is definitely a, a confidence booster. It shows that you can hang with the, no pun intended, the top dogs in the conference. Sure. Uh, and it also shows that, that you can you can beat them, you know, on any given night if you're able to, to But that's that. a huge thing, right? It, it's huge, exactly, especially when there's only one team left on the rest of the schedule that is under 500. I mean, after they, they go up against Southern Miss, which in my opinion, I think everybody would agree, is a, a layup, you know, the easiest game remaining. You still got to play it, but that is the easiest game. But right after that, you're taking on a Middle Tennessee team who's first in the division. That's right, on the and, East. And they're on a four-game win streak, and they've won nine of their last ten. Oof. So th- this is a team who's rolling at the right time. They're going to be playing some really, really good teams. If you were looking for a big test going into the conference tournament and, and you want to see how well you stack up against everybody else, this is your opportunity to do it. They got off to a great start today, but uh, Louisiana Tech is not the only good team in the conference. Yeah, a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do for the Miners uh, moving forward. This is the step in the right direction following their, their worst loss of the season, no doubt. I mean – when you talk to Joe Golding after that loss against Marshall, it just looked like they were ready to turn the page. Like they were ready to bury that game, never look at that game. I would wouldn't be surprised if they threw out the film out of that game. But you heard Joe Golding in the post game with Voice of the Miners John Teicher. He was talking about how how important it was to have those discussions in practice with guys like Jamal Bienemy, guys like Bonky Maring, who. Hey, Joe Golding said it himself. He he has been frustrated with marrying because of the gifts that he has, and mm. uh, just thought that he wasn't you know bringing it his his all. But that quickly changed. He, uh, Golding said that marrying had a great week of practice, and it sh- it paid off in the game. I mean, he was playing crunch time minutes when maybe he didn't think he was going to play at all this this entire weekend. I mean. Let's be honest, though. UTEP's got these three games in five days. They're going to need as many bodies as they can. So whether it be uh, Kevin Kalu off the bench, Emmanuel White off the bench, whoever, they're going to have to rely on their depth because their depth will definitely be tested. Tonight it was tested with guys getting in foul trouble. Oh, big time. We saw that early with um, with Titus Verhoeven in the second half. Five minutes, I think it was like 15 minutes or 14 and a half left uh, remaining in, in regulation. Titus Verhoeven picks up his fourth foul. UTEP plays about 10 minutes 
minutes worth of game time without Titus Verhoeven. And then as soon as he checks in, um, you know, he fouls out not long after that. So they really, really had to rely on everybody else. And when we look at another guy who uh, who provides some depth, uh, Zurich and Yema, yeah, he had a big dunk. But, I mean, Louisiana Tech was just able to take advantage of uh, him being out of position and, you know, being able to capitalize on, on that and go to the free throw line. I mean, it, it, well, I take it back. They didn't capitalize. But you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. They, they were able to take advantage of, of what was going on at that moment and get to the free throw line. But either way, though, without those foul, uh, without those players in foul trouble, who knows how much many uh, minutes uh, Marion gets, but turned out to work tonight. And also, too, uh, we wonder what he can do, but we really haven't seen much of him yet. So uh, we're, we're about to see if he gets more minutes. Yeah, I, I just want to also t- touch on something you said earlier, Sal, how important it is to beat good teams. I mean, there was one. There, there's one thing of competing against good teams in Conference USA, which mm-hmm. UTEP has showed. They they showed that they could play a good half against North Texas. They showed that they could hang with uh, teams like UAB and and you know uh, teams like Louisiana Tech for stretches. But it's another thing to win. I mean, that, yeah. that's the that's the next step is to actually get these significant victories under your belt uh, if you're trying to build a program and a successful program in that matter. And today was the first step in that direction. Mark it down, uh, February 17th, 2022, when UTEP finally gets a significant win under their belt, very relevant win, and that should be celebrated if you're if you're a UTEP fan. Our telephone number is 880-5763. That's our telephone number. If you'd like to weigh in, we're asking you this uh, this basic question and uh our guy joe rod called me off air and he said hey i I know i'm not contributing today but uh this is my contribution is this a a great utep victory or did louisiana tech completely fold and lose it and you know there's an argument that the bulldogs lost it they went 17 of 31 from the free throw line they shot just 55 percent from the charity stripe let's go to twitter this is coming in from kevin at sleepy kev number five phew that was a close one. How did UTEP win this game, you might ask? La Tech shot 17 of 31, 55% from the free throw line. That is just horrendous. I'll take the dub, though. Hashtag picks up. Well, we, we might know where uh, Kevin might side on this, and we might know where Jonathan Byers might side with this one, too. UTEP's win against La Tech isn't an upset in my book. Wait, what? So that I guess he holds to a higher standard, yeah. It's not an upset. Wait, I, I, I completely <laughs> disagree, JB. I mean... You know, JB, uh, you're you're following this team. You understand this group. If this was a home game, you would be com- you would say the complete opposite. If you were at the Haskins Center and you witnessed UTEP knocking off one of the top tier teams in Conference USA, you would total you would be saying that this is a a uh, huge win and an upset victory for the Miners. On paper, it's an upset. I mean, that's bottom line right there. Uh, this coming in from El Paso Visuals Deportivos, but technically it is an upset. They were a better team on paper, and they were playing at home. I hope you use your pencil and not pen in your book. That's funny. Um, Steve on Wrestler tweets the show. I don't know how they won, but I'm a golding believer. Hashtag minor talk. And I, I think that's you know that's the thing is this was a gritty win. This was a defensive centric kind of game where uh, it was ugly at times. Uh, at times you wanted to kind of think, wow, is UTEP getting out of this? We we were thinking it stretches. This is over. Uh, like you know, what what's you know Louisiana Tech had so much momentum on their side. I thought it was over in stretches, but nonetheless, UTEP rallies back. They kind of just chip and chip at the lead, and man, it, it it's a it was a tough one. Um, you know, for uh, for Louisiana Tech to fall in this one, but on, conversely for the Miners, what a huge win on the road. 
Yeah, you, you got to take advantage of the opportunities that you're given. They hung around. They were able to snatch it in the end. And, and that's the biggest thing because Louisiana Tech was able to reclaim the lead. can't remember it at what mark, but time was winding down, somewhere around the three, four-minute mark. And, um, you know, they were starting to, to attack the paint. I see the line ringing in. I'll get it as well. But they were attacking the paint, being more aggressive, and it looked like they were finally about to crack the code. But uh, UTEP able to play some good defense. No, most definitely. 880-5763. That's our telephone number. That UTEP defense held Louisiana Tech to shooting just 34% from the floor, 26% from beyond the arc, which is, you know, insane in itself. Five of 19 from three-point range were uh, Louisiana Tech, and that's that's a bad stat line. Like, they shot, they had a horrible offensive performance tonight, Louisiana Tech, and you got to give a lot of credit to UTEP's defense. Also, UTEP's defense forced 16 turnovers, uh, led by Sule Boom, who had three mm-hmm. steals. But you look at it, Sal, three, five steals by the Miners, three blocks. That's it. It's mostly the non-steal uh, turnovers, which is a weird stat right now. And actually, UTEP is one of the best teams in the country in non-steal turnovers. They are 58th in the country in that stat. Is it? Is that kind of weird? Like you know, shot clock violation, dead yeah. ball kind of plays and stuff like that. I think that just shows that even when UTEP's not snatching the ball or stealing it necessarily, yeah. they're in the defense. Uh, they're in their opponents' heads. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even if you don't get the steal, but you're able to to deflect the pass and it goes out of bounds, that stops the momentum. That right. stops the stops the rhythm for the offense. Uh, obviously, those um, you know shot clock violations. That's something that shouldn't happen in the first place. You know, for anybody exactly. Exactly, uh, specifically at this level, but uh, that is a, a big, big boost if uh, if you're the team who forces that. You know, that's just another sure. way that uh, UTEP is able to to. You know how we talk about the the stock market and all that yes. on here. Like, wh- which one are you buying? This is a way to diversify their defensive portfolio in a way. You know, <laughs> and also too um, disrupting passing lanes. Um, you know, getting near the cup to to even uh, you know alter the shots. They, they were doing that tonight as well. So just a very, very great performance by the defense tonight. Uh, two qu- quick tweets to get to, and then we'll get to Ed, who's joining us on the phone lines. Bryce Chauvin tweets us, big win, can compete with top teams in the conference. Let's get wins at home against UAB and North Texas. Refs were horrible tonight. Picks up, go Miners, the golden era, big bounce back Miners. Tristan Pence. He's the man. He he tweets the show, big team win for the Miners. UTEP's defense was solid all night, and several players played quality minutes off the bench. The Miners have become a very tough road team and still have a shot at a top-four finish in Conference USA. Hashtag Miner Tuck. Good point there, Tristan. Let's go to the phones right now. This coming in from Ed, who's joining us next on the phone lines. What's up, Ed? How are you, man? Oh, how are you? Ed, I'm doing all right. Ed, it's no Jeff Golding tonight. It's Joe Golding because they, they took the win. Jeff, Jerry, Joe, this guy is the closest thing to Haskins, and you can take all those coaches, and I'm talking about Don Sadler, Barbie, Terry, even even Floyd, who was, who was Coach Haskins' prodigal son. This guy is the closest thing to Don Haskins. I'm telling you, he plays that ugly type of basketball, that in-your-face uh, defense, and you just got to love it. You just got to love it. Look, they even took the enemy out of the game, our second-leading scorer, and then everybody else contributed. This was a gutsy Haskins-type win, and I'll tell you what, 
You can't ask for anything more, especially after bouncing back. By losing to the worst team in the league, we come back and beat the best team in the league on the road. And it was a total team effort. I mean, look at the block shots. Look at the guy. Even Verhoeven scored his 10 points before he got fouled out. And then you still had some guys come off the bench and you had some heroes today. This was a total UTEP win and a great job. The coaches did a great job by strategizing against Louisiana Tech. Yeah, the game plan was there, Ed. You're exactly right. And, hey, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in on the show and, and appreciate your your uh, your comments after this one. Uh, but you're right, great game plan. Because I was telling Sal before the game, my, my idea is – just uh, allow Kenneth Lofton to feast down low and let him get tired mm. and all this kind of stuff. And he was like, nah, nah, nah. The, the, you know, what if they go the other way? What if they have the same game plan as before, you know? And um, that's kind of what happened is they ha- they pretty much had the same game plan before, but they executed a little bit more and they stopped Maury Archibald. That, that was the biggest key for me is they stopped him. He had five points on one of seven shooting. Kenneth Lofton, he got his points and he got his rebounds. He, he did what he needed to do. And same with Kobe Williams, who's become one of the best guards in this league. I mean, two years from now, he's going to be first team all conference, no doubt. He might finish first team all conference this year. But uh, Bradford was, was uh, held in check. They couldn't get much out of their starting lineup as far as just efficient scoring. Keiston Willis struggled today, uh, nine points on two of eight scoring. So the Miners' game plan was there, Sal, in, in a big way defensively. Yeah, especially on uh, on Christian. I mean, this guy went 0 for 4 tonight, only two points to his credit. UTEP being able to uh, just move around on defense and not let the Bulldogs get comfortable. We, we, we talk about Kenneth Lofton. He had the 16 boards and the 12 points. I mean, w- when you look at those, realistically, he did have the best game tonight, the only player to shoot over 500. But you you say that good, right? But then we look at the bad for Lofton with five turnovers. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and this is good a point. Good, and. That's just really, really tough, especially down the stretch. And we talk about this all the time. Down the stretch is when you need to take care of the ball the most. But also at the same time, if he's the guy who's, who's, I guess, technically the most efficient, you want the ball in his hands. And we saw him hit a three early on in the game. This guy's just, um, he's very versatile on offense. Uh, but fortunately for the Miners, they were able to get some contributions from other guys. We, we look at Marion down the stretch as well. And, and UTEP able to come away with the win by committee. Although Sule Boom had an amazing game I think everybody pitched in in a variety of ways and some that don't even show up on the stat sheet UTEP defeated Louisiana Tech 63 to 60 let's take our first time out of the program later on in the show we'll get to our hot hand of the game presented by Wind Supply El Paso along with our player of the game thanks to Keith Southwest UTEP again wins by three in Ruston for the first time since 2004 if you'd like to talk to us about this one and let us know was this a UTEP win or did Louisiana Tech lose it our phone number 880-5763 you can also tweet us at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. We're going to take a timeout right now. This is Minor Talk presented by the Oscar Addy at the Agency right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Minor Talk on 600 ESPN El Paso. Brought to you by the Oscar Addy at the Agency. Locally owned and operated for 24 years. 
Appreciate that. Let's keep it moving. Minor Talk continues. We're presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency, 915-880-5763 to get into the show. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter if you'd like to weigh in there. We're asking people, was this a UTEP win or did Louisiana Tech lose it? Give us a call. Shoot us a tweet. 880-5763 is our telephone number. UTEP steals the road win. 63-60 over Louisiana Tech. Let's get back to Twitter and read some tweets. This coming from my or Joe, is it just me, or does Kenneth Lofton Jr. always get away with so many fouls? He swats, pushes, and clubs, and never gets called. Hashtag call them. You know what, man? I'm just going to tell you this. I just think Kenneth Lofton has a big caboose, uh, and he's got a big back. He leans into players. He uses his body to his advantage. That is somebody who yeah. has so much um, I, I don't know how to how to describe it. It's like balance in their own body or like comfort in their own body where he just knows how he moves. He knows how yeah. everybody else like, is going to move. Like body kind of, awareness. Yeah. yeah, he there you go. He is so he has so much awareness over his body and he, he can just kind of control games in, in different ways. I will say this, you know, it's funny to see him complain. He gets in his own head because he was complaining at the refs. He was really upset at the end of the game, arguing left and right. And yeah, he swats, he pushes. He got he got called for the goaltending. He got called for uh pushing off from Bonky Maring when he got that easy layup. So he got called for that offensive foul which was crucial down the stretch. And so, you know, hey, he does he does do those things, but sometimes the refs will hold him accountable for those things as well. And, and the referees are generally going to favor uh, the better players in the league. And, and that doesn't just stand in Conference USA. I, I think that stretches in any sport, if we're being honest. You know, sure. people complain about guys in football getting the benefit of the whistle. Uh, you know what I mean? And that's just the case here. But also at the same time, this is a guy who's uh, who's one of the smarter players as well. He knows when to uh, – what, what is that phrase is it pull the chair yeah you know he knows how to he he got the benefit of that a call was fouled uh foul was called on titus uh because uh, kenneth lofton was able to take advantage of that so i mean he's a guy who, who just knows how to play the game joe chacon tweets the show it's a game uh, no, no no it's a great win no doubt but if latech makes 75 percent of the freebie freebies they take it also what is up with that one ref that seemed to have it out for utep Hashtag repping from Cali now. Hashtag Brock is my OG. Hashtag just passed through Silver City heading west. <laughs> Shout out Joe Chacon. Hit us up when you're in town, man. Um, Joe Chacon sides with the fact that he maybe thinks that Louisiana Tech lost it. I, I understand that he thinks it's a great win, no doubt, but he might be on the side that, you know, Louisiana Tech probably lost this one. And it's hard to argue, you know, I mean, gosh. Louisiana Tech literally just makes four more free throws and they win this game. You look at some of the dismal sh- uh, free throw shooting efforts. Uh, we talked about Kenneth Lofton Jr., one of six from the charity stripe today. Uh, you also look at guys like uh, Bradford, two of six from the free throw line. It just seemed like when it came to down um, down to the wire, when Louisiana Tech really needed those free throws, they just weren't making them. And they actually had chances to put this one uh, to bed. And I, I think I even told you, Sal, I was saying, you know, when this is a four-point game on either side down the stretch, I think it's over. And UTEP actually was the one who went up by four first. Yeah. And they, they actually held on to that lead late in the stretch, and then it was over. And Louisiana Tech had multiple opportunities to go up by four or go up by more, you know, two scores in this uh, mm-hmm. down the stretch. Never could capitalize on it. Yeah, that's just the way that the game was. It was really a game of runs, but also... <laughs> 
a, a game of uh, defensive runs too, if that makes any sense. You know, these offenses, uh, you're, you're lucky if you're able to string two possessions together where you get buckets. But uh, the way that it was going for majority of it, uh, you were really watching this game for the defense on both sides. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. It was just good defense, I think, uh, by both teams. Then as far as, um, you know, Louisiana Tech losing this game as opposed to UTEP winning it, I could see why people would say that. Uh, but also at the same time, how many easy layups did UTEP miss? That's right. You, you know what I mean? And, that's right. Uh, another play that comes to my mind, I don't know if this has anything to do with the convo, but this game was decided by three points, so it was a, a shot could have tied this game to send it to OT. But what I'm getting at is I can't remember who it was. It may have been Titus Verhoeven, but there was a, a lane violation on a free throw where uh, Archibald missed that free throw and if um, you know if he doesn't make that you know UTEP gets the ball and they're able to move on but uh, that free throw gives them that extra point uh, you know because they were able to shoot it right after that to make up for it and uh, that play just sticks out to me I, I don't know why but that play was huge in my opinion no that's a great Tech. that's a great point 880-5763 is our telephone number and I'll, I'll talk to I'll, I'll explain this a little bit further because I think you bring up a great point Sal Louisiana Tech went on a 7-0 run uh, Biennemi broke the run with a layup as uh, Louisiana Tech led 48-45 to okay so then Louisiana Tech actually built on that lead they were up 50 to 47, five minutes to go in the game. By the way, su- super low scoring going off your uh, defensive kind of game. Yeah, it was super uh, defensive centric in this one. But Louisiana Tech had just a three point lead, and then Verhoeven fouled out. So Louisiana Tech actually had a chance to go to the line right there, to hit two free throws, and actually. Pull, uh, you know, pull ahead by five or six, but they only made one of those two, so they were up 51-47. UTEP got a quick score right after that. It was 51-49, and then um, there was a final media timeout. UTEP cut it to two points, 51-49, to with 3.47 to go. I thought at this point, again... Um, Louisiana Tech had multiple opportunities for uh, uh, you know to pull ahead, and here's the prime one at 3:06 at the 3:06 minute mark. Louisiana Tech led 51 to 49. Alfred Hollins was called for a flagrant foul off the offensive screen. That means free throws for Louisiana Tech and possession. So they actually got the the possession and they made the two free throws, but UTEP locked down defensively and hit a quick and one bucket by Sule Boom. So it was a four-point lead for Louisiana Tech. I stand corrected. They were up 53-49 before UTEP hit a, hit an and one play and uh you know that that's how UTEP spa- sparked their comeback at the 235 minute mark. They never looked back. Sule Boom, you got to give him a lot of credit. He hit a huge go-ahead floater along with a huge and one right before that and then Bonky Maring got that goaltending call to go against uh, Kenneth Lofton Jr. So that's what really sparked the Miners to come back in this one. I, I felt like, you know, just you looking at this game, you can make arguments both ways. Was it a UTEP win or a Louisiana Tech loss? I still think it was a minor win. I think that the way that they were able to grind it out in the last three-minute stretch, I get it. Louisiana Tech missed a lot of free throws, but at the same time, Miners had to pull this one off in a come-from-behind fashion. Yeah, especially because it was on the road as well. Exactly. I, I, I mean, That's right. And I, I don't know what the attendance was at that game, but listening to it, you could tell those fans were a little rowdy. So if you're able to stun the home team, I think that says more about you than it does about them. Let's go to Adam, who's joining us next on the show. 880-5763 is our telephone number, and then we'll get to Miguel. Adam, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? It's good to hear from you, Adam. How's everything going, man? 
staying warm with that pullover that I won out at the New Mexico Bowl. Wow. Hey, there you go, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Staying warm. Looking good, too, huh? Yep, yep. That was very nice. <laughs> um, just kind of want to get your take on um, on what you guys thought of. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I just didn't know how well into the second half Kenneth Lofton Jr. only has one foul. I mean, the guy the guy's draped all over you. He uses his elbows. Um, you know, just trying to establish position. I see him on the offensive, on the defensive end. And he's just so physical, and that's just the way he plays. And yet, he, he only has one foul deep into the second half. And, and I'm just, um, you know, I'm just mystified by what the refs are watching, especially at the, it was that bald ref. And, and, and I, I just, I don't get it. I really don't get what he's well, seeing. Well, what, I don't know why you don't get it, Adam, because we've seen this week after week. It's it's the same story every game. The Marshall game was terrible officiating. Uh, the game before that against North Texas, horrible officiating. You you look earlier to the year, the, the game where Joe Golding was thrown out uh, at UAB, terrible officiating. I mean, this league has horrible refs, and, you know, that's, that's why, that's one of the reasons why I don't really like to talk about the refs because it's so consistent. Every game, you're you're going to get almost ten really bad calls by these conference USA referees. They're just they're awful. Yeah, you know it, it's definitely uh, definitely tough. And one of the reasons why I think we won this game is because UTEP went what they they had to go through what they had to go through with against Old Dominion. So I really feel like that that might have that might have. That experience might have pushed us to a win today. Yeah, that's a good point. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of close games like that that you could look back to. You could look back to the Florida Atlantic game that went right down to the wire, seventy to sixty eight. Um, the Rice game shouldn't have been as close as it was, but it was. I mean, seventy to uh, seventy two to seventy with Rice coming back on a seven zero run to close out that game, or, or something like that. They had a run uh, that made it look really close. Um, the New Mexico win for the Miners doesn't look like a close game, but it really was down the stretch. 77 to 69. Same with McNeese State. That was a close one all the way down to the wire. So I agree with you. I think that these um, games where UTEP, and especially the Old Dominion one, not to discredit what you were saying, especially that one, because the, the way that they were able to bounce back in that one on a 7-0 run to close out the game and uh, finish it out in overtime 78-70, to 70, those are the building blocks for this program, and that is exactly how uh, they built on this on this program and, and, become, and create a winning culture. So uh, I think you're exactly right, Adam. I really appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for getting in on the show, and uh, glad you like that pullover that you won with us uh, back in Albuquerque uh, ahead of that bowl game. So we, we really appreciate it. Let's keep it moving. Let's go to Miguel, who's joining us next on the phone lines. Our telephone number, 880-5763, if you'd like to weigh in. Miguel, what's going on? Hey, how are you guys doing? Miguel, we're doing great. How about yourself? Great, great. Great, great, great. Um, uh, great show. for uh, Just want to let you guys, great show. And I like to I like to listen in when I get a chance. Appreciate and, uh, that, I just Miguel. Wanted to say, yeah, awesome, awesome. Uh, I just wanted to say that I think uh, this was a gritty, gritty win for the Miners, and I'm glo- I'm so glad they pulled it out. You know, they they've been in other close games where they they hang in close at the end, and they they just kind of fall apart and not make plays, and they just they just dug it out today, and and you know I'm so proud of them, and and uh, you know, and I for one I cannot stand La Tech. Uh, I'm so glad that they lost, and I'm so glad that they choked at the free throw line. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I think, I think, 
you know, the miners won this. They choked, and too bad for them. <laughs> yeah, and hey, it's the miners. It's up to the miners to seize the win, right, Miguel? That's right. That's right. And I and I think they did what they had to. And uh, you know, we made I think fourteen of seventeen free throws. And, that, that's and I right. Think it was, I, I think it was pathetic that you know 31, 31 fouls on the miners. It was like really. It's like, but that that's like you say. That's just horrible officiating and. And, you know, hey, we made our free throws. They didn't, and too bad for them. <laughs> and I just want to I just want to I just want to say this to the minor fans. I, I'm a I'm a season ticket holder and, you know, and I've been at most of the games. I missed a couple. Uh, I was there for the Marshall game and it was, you know, just a bad turnout. And I know that was Super Bowl weekend, but I hope that the last three games of the season, I, I want to put it out there, and and miners show up, minor fans show up and support the team. I think it'll really help them to to have the miners behind them, you know. And and it's just you know, and I get it, you know, it, it hasn't been the best season, uh, but but I think minor fans have let let the let the team down in a way because we haven't supported them, and and just get out there. They're fun games, and and uh, it's a good time, good family time. And let's show them support. And I think those last three games, we need to we play UAB, uh, North Texas, and uh, I'm not sure. And Rice, we, that's right. Rice, and Rice, and and I I, I know I can. I, I hope we can beat them. And I, but if we have a good crowd, I know I know I know we can. Okay. And so minor fans, show up and and support support the miners. Go miners. Okay, Miguel, great job. Appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in. 8805763, that's our telephone number. I want to get back to, you know, the that that one real quick comment that Miguel said about, "Hey, this hasn't been the best season." I want to get to that in just a second. Um, but I I do want to uh, go to Twitter real quick because uh Utep Zay caught my attention with his tweet. And by the way, Utep Zay, great Twitter follow. Love to follow his tweets when I'm when I'm not on Twitter and I'm missing stuff. This guy's always there and finding it. He's like uh he's like a clone of Leo underscore minor fan so uh really like utep zay on twitter he tweets the show middle tennessee is 12 and 0 at home that's right yeah that's insane sal that's a tough that's (laughs) gonna be a tough game monday yeah congratulations on winning at the tack now you got to go to murfreesboro where they're undefeated that's incredible i mean that's another solid team as well everybody thought um you, you know, with Middle Tennessee starting out the way that they did, they would kind of fizzle out. But uh, no, they they've just been getting better and better, and they're on a four game win streak in general. So this is the team who's looking uh, looking to prove a point. They have Florida Atlantic on the road on Saturday. That's going to be an interesting game to watch because. I'd be curious if Florida Atlantic wins that one and tries to claim the East Division as as they were atop that East Division at one point this year. So That's right. Yep. I'm I'm curious about that game. I'm my eyes are set on that one. Florida Atlantic versus Middle Tennessee this Saturday. Um, and that that's a, a great point there by UTEP Zay. Adrian at Enemy Win three tweets the show. Great UTEP win and great coaching job by Coach Joe Golding. Still not sure what to make of this team. We win games we aren't supposed to, but lose games that we aren't supposed to lose. Hashtag minor talk. That's a great, you know, that's a yeah. great tweet right there, Adrian. I feel like that, and that's true. I think that Eric Fournier tweeted the show, um, you know, after the U- UTEP loss to Marshall, that he just doesn't want to have anything to do with this team because they're way too inconsistent for him. Some nights he feels great about them, and other nights he doesn't. But 
you know, I, I said this. I said this uh, after the loss um, to Marshall in my kind of like you know in my story that I wrote in my minor mailbag. Maybe this loss to Marshall is an anomaly. And if so, if that's the case, if you throw the Marshall game out the window and you chalk it up to, hey, they just they weren't prepared. It was Super Bowl Sunday. They were in a mental. They were kind of in a weird mental state right there. And you just throw that game out the books. What what's UTEP's worst loss beyond that, Bradley? I mean, you know, UC Riverside is that their worst loss? Like UTEP has some quality losses on their radar, and I don't know. I don't even know if you can say that. Does that make sense? <laughs> I, I, like like it, losses it, to quality teams. Like those losses don't hurt as much as what you're trying to trying to say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Charlotte, that's I mean, not necessarily the greatest lo- uh, loss right there because they lost sixty six to fifty three, and that was on the road. But still, I I mean, you throw out that Marshall game. Uh, I really, I really think that UTEP show they proved that they could play close with North Texas. They proved that they could play close with UAB earlier this year. Same with Bradley, uh, even though they lost that game. Same with New Mexico State. So, yeah. um, I, I, I still think that there's a lot of positive takeaways, and I think by far UTEP, you know, they they deserve this win. They they were credited with this win. They grinded out this win. And uh, that's how this one should be viewed as. 880-5763, that's our telephone number as we continue. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Let's go to Hunter, who's joining us next. What's up, Hunter? What's going on, guys? How you guys doing? Doing fine, man. How about yourself? I can't complain, man. I wish I could watch more of these games. But this one was on the Plus, man. Yeah, I didn't have a chance, man. You know, some of us, we get, we get busy, you know? Yeah, you're, you're a late yeah. worker. I understand, man. You work late. 24/7, man. 24-7, got to earn that money. That's right. That's right. Got to get the bag. I get you. Hey, I don't even see how this is a debate, to be honest. Like, what is this question of did they win it or did the other team lose it? That's the tale of every game. You know, everybody says, well, if they would have made some free throws, yeah. You know, and if I would have done certain things, maybe I'd be a millionaire. I wouldn't be working right now. It didn't happen. So the bottom line is every single game, one team makes the plays and the other one doesn't, and that leads to one team winning and the other one loses. That's how games are played. It's not a debate. So UTEP won the game because they made the plays they had to, and Louisiana Tech lost because they didn't make the plays. So it, it, it doesn't make sense. It's not. Even so you're saying it's a mu- it's a moot argument right here. We're we're just arguing against the straw man right here about this. But yeah, hey, you know what, I, Hunter? I'll push back a little bit because we had a lot of people say it was Louisiana Tech crumbling, and I'm I I'm with you on your side. I agree that UTEP won this game. I I said it out of the gate. UTEP is is the is the winner. Louisiana Tech did not lose this one. It was UTEP who went into Ruston and grinded out an ugly game and and pulled it out. But uh, other fans disagree. They thought that, you know, Louisiana Tech crumbled down the stretch and couldn't make free throws. Well, we got a lot of people that think they're still flat. That doesn't make it relevant. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a moot point, you know, and, and the bottom line is, and we've discussed this earlier in the year, that, that's UTEP style. They're going to muddy up the waters in these games, and, and, uh, and he's going to get the most. And, and really, that's how he's going to give them a chance against what I think are superior teams. And really, Louisiana Tech is superior talent-wise. Yes. They're an established program. They have everything going, so you can't go in there and just match up with them and, and out, out talent them. That's not going to happen, uh, you know. And, and you know, Marshall wasn't an anomaly, but really it wasn't because that's that's really a microcosm of the UTEP season. You get good and bad, and and that's even game by game, and that's half by half. Sometimes they look great, and sometimes they look terrible. But at the end of the day, this guy's getting the most out of them. You can count on them to come play hard every game, and, and, and he's get, uh, Golding's going to give them a chance to win. 
So, you know, let's enjoy wins like this. It's a win. They went out and earned it. Let's, let's hope they get another one Saturday and another one Monday, and I, I still stand with they're going to win at least a game in the uh, conference tournament. What did you think of Boom tonight? Hey, man, clutch. Uh, and he, I couldn't watch it. You know, I'm, I'm listening to it, and, you know, just, just from what he was doing, I could tell the confidence was there. So towards the end of the game when, when he's got the ball in his hands, I wasn't scared like I normally oh, am. That if you were watching, up. Hunter, I know you. If you were watching – you would have been nervous off some of those off-balance shots that Sule Boom took down the stretch, and he made them. I, I, I don't know how he did, but he made them. He was feeling it, and that's good. You know, you need to get the ball to those that are feeling it. And if he's feeling it at the end, get, get him the ball. If the enemy's the one feeling it, get him the ball. And if Kennedy comes back here in the next week, get him the ball when he feels it. And I, I think, uh, I mean, this is Joe Golding's first year. He's really got a less talented team than, than what there was last year, and you could see the improvement. So, you know, the fan base should be happy of, of, of what's there already, and, and he can only build up from here. Yeah, I, I understand. Well, hey, Hunter, appreciate the phone call, man. Take care, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? Thank you, guys. All right, Hunter joining us here on the phones. UTEP defeats Louisiana Tech 63-60. to Let's take a timeout right now. When we come back, more phone calls, a couple tweets to get to as well, and then we'll hand out awards. Look to next week as you're listening to Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Addy at the Agency, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Minor Talk on 600 ESPN El Paso, brought to you by the Oscar Addy at the Agency, locally owned and operated for 24 years. Back here on Minor Talk, 880-5763. That's our telephone number, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. I'm Adrian Bratis. He's Sal Montes. Together we bring you Minor Talk after every UTEP basketball game. Later on we'll get to our awards, our hot hand, and our player of the game. Uh, Oscar Eddie at the agency, they present a, They bring us Minor Talk after every UTEP basketball and football game. 24 years of helping El Paso from the west side to Fabens for all your home, auto, or life insurance needs. You can contact Contact the Oscar Addy at the agency, and you can get started with a free, no-obligation insurance policy today at OscarAddyAtTheAgency.com. Let's go back to Twitter. Leandro Valenzuela tweets the show, UTEP won this game, but where was this team against Marshall? Great win, but need to be more consistent. That's been the thing all year. I mean, we've we've been uh, hammering this all year long. You know, UTEP is just seeking, yeah. or you know, it's their quest for consistency. And I'm not sure if we'll we'll see it this year, but maybe next year. Maybe that's the year when they take it. Uh, I mean, it is promising to see them get a, a really good win in February. Uh, I mean, you know, we're halfway through the month. Conference tournament is what three and a half, maybe four weeks away. So this is really where you want to kind of start. Uh, you know polishing your craft you know owning your skill and and for these guys to go out and get a win tonight was awesome but i always think about like where where was this team against marshall i'll just say this i'll take a win over <laughs> louisiana tech paired with the marshall loss as opposed to a win over marshall paired with the la tech loss uh jeremy caranco tweets the show a dub in ruston and then uh Ying Yang Samurai with a, uh, a gif of Snoop Dogg getting excited. Hashtag minor talk. This is from Abel Mendez. Any win at a tough opponent's home is a win by the visitor and not a loss by the host. Refs gave La Tech every opportunity, but UTEP basketball grinded this one out. Hashtag go minors. I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm, I didn't waver. You didn't waver, Sal. UTEP won this game. You know, Louisiana yeah. Tech had their problems. UTEP won this game. There are some who disagree, some who said, uh, who tweeted us and said it was the free throws that really um, doomed Louisiana Tech. 
No, not me. It, so, it was UTEP taking this. So so then let's just say, let's flip it around. Let's say UTEP loses tonight. Does UTEP lose that game, or does Louisiana Tech win that game? No, I, I would say, yeah. again, you, Louisiana Tech would win that yeah. one. I mean, you, yeah. it, it all comes down to when it matters the most, can you do what you need to do? And, and really, in the final minute, if we're being honest, Louisiana Tech played perfectly. Both teams were hitting all of their free throws. Only thing Louisiana Tech did wrong was miss that last shot. Yep. You know That's what I right. mean? It, which was an incredible look. Yeah, it was a good Uncle look. Drew You're up right. an amazing play. But um, at the end of the day, UTEP capitalized when they needed to. They needed to get a bucket down the stretch. They needed to hit their free throws, and that's what they did. Louisiana Tech needed to make a three to diminish that, uh, you know, to, to get that that uh, deficit a lot smaller. They needed to hit their free throws to still have a chance, and they did that. It literally just came down to the last play. Yeah, the game was in the balance. It was a 50-50 game, and UTEP just seized it. That's credit to Joe Golding, credit to this team, credit to the players. Exactly. I mean, UTEP won this one. Yeah. Um, this coming in from Pinky. Maybe poor officiating in Conference USA is the deciding factor for schools leaving. (laughs) (laughs) And the terrible TV contract. Can you imagine, like, Southern Miss behind closed doors? We're leaving. We're out of this league. Let's put out the statement. We're going We're going to the Sun Belt this summer because of these horrible refs. Everybody here, we're all in agreement. The refs are terrible. Let's leave. Yeah, the refs <laughs> are the reason we're 1-11 in conference play, 6-19 and 19 overall. <laughs> uh, Bryce Chauvin, he likes Hunter's point, and he said, good point about Hunter on Golding in his first year. In this one, uh, or plus all the COVID and injuries, Golding is doing a good job. The Golding era. You know, th- this team has really had a lot of adversity that hit them in the December-January period, and they've had to overcome that. I mean, Let's be honest, a significant injury like losing Keontae Kennedy in years past and previous tenures and yeah. stuff, that's an excuse for them to pack it in. Like, you know, things are not going right. Adversity is hitting them left and right. And um, this team has been able to last. This team has gone through the adversity. And a lot of credit to this staff for keeping everybody intact. And it seems like, you know, we were talking about this also. seems like the verbal cues on this team are very solid. Like, it seems like this team has developed chemistry yeah. beyond anything that we've seen in years, in recent years, um, definitely. But it seemed like Sule Boom is out there, you know, not yelling, but like just getting getting in JB's face to motivate him. And yeah. Jamal Biennemi, seven points on two of 11 shooting. He just had a, ter- a bad game today. Uh, three assists and, and 36 minutes of action. You don't take JB out because he plays uh, phenomenal defense for you. But he was locked down today. He was shut down. He couldn't hit a shot, and Sule Boom is still having the confidence in him. He's still he's still going to him and, and stuff like that. That's the trust. That's that's what you need right there if you're developing a team. And if you're talking about Sule Boom, Jamal Enemy, and Keontae Kennedy in the backcourt for you, that must be that that has to be one of the most deadly backcourts in all of conference USA. No hyperbole. No, it, it, it literally has to be. I, I mean, those two guys uh, that are active right now, we look at Boom and Biennemi, they're embracing that challenge on defense. We know what they can do on offense on any given night, but when it comes to defense, which I think is the identity of the team, that that's what they hang their hats on, they're bought in. And when, when you were talking about their verbal cues, uh, you know, just kind of that body language that they have, I think they're able to withstand, uh, at least so far, I'm not saying that uh, I don't want to back or minor fans wouldn't want to back. They do want Keon 
Deontay Kennedy back. But I think the reason why they're able to succeed is because everybody believes in the system. Everybody believes in what they're doing uh, and what Coach Golding and staff is trying to instill with this team. And when everybody's bought in and everybody has that same common goal, it's it's on a team level. We, we see results like a 63-60 to 60 win over Louisiana Tech. Okay, I am uh, I'm going off of um, what I'm seeing right now in this league. So I just compared the backcourts to UTEP's backcourt if everybody was healthy, right? If, you know, we're playing the ifs game again. But if everybody was healthy, JB, Sule Boom, and Keontae Kennedy, are they better than this backcourt? Because you look at Louisiana Tech, do you put them over Keiston Willis, Amori Archibald, and Kobe Williams? Is that Do you say yes or no? Uh, it's it's tough to say this That's year. That's tough. And the reason why I say this is because we didn't get to see Keontae Kennedy against Louisiana Tech the first it's time. It's such a hypothetical, right? Yeah. It's tough to yeah, – we haven't even seen I'm gonna him with the yes, full I'm going to say yes because I'm a homer. But, <laughs> but, I mean, to be realistic, uh, that's tough. And also, too – Numbers don't lie. The Miners did get the win tonight, but Louisiana Tech is still in that top tier yes, yes. of Conference USA. Miners are trying to get there. This was a good step tonight, but Louisiana Tech is solidified in that tier one. And I don't think UTEP will get there this year. I Just to be fair, I don't think they will get there this year, but they have a chance in the coming years, and I think that's what they want to try to build toward. Uh, here's one more backcourt I really like, and I'm not I'm not going to give an answer on UTEP versus uh, Louisiana Tech. I'm kind of with you, Sal. It's hard to hard to speculate on this. UAB has Jordan Walker who might might contend for that Conference USA Player of the Year, Michael Ertle and Quan Jackson. So that's a tough, tough team right there uh, when you're talking about their backcourt and stuff like that. So. I, I think uh, I love UTEP, but I, I just I think that backcourt right there is just really lethal when it comes to a, any backcourt in college basketball, and it shows for a reason. This is one of the top teams in Conference USA. They're going to be knocking at the door. for. I think they'll definitely make the semis for the uh, the Conference USA tournament. Only way I see them getting, you know, not making it to the championship game of Conference USA is if they were to get knocked out by maybe a La Tech or, or maybe a Middle Tennessee, maybe a North Texas. You know what I mean? Those are those right now are the teams in the upper echelon of Conference USA, but uh, one I think that right there is probably – the best, if not one of the best, uh, backcourts in Conference USA. Quick tweet to get to, then we'll get to the phones right now uh, on on uh, line one eight eight zero five seven six three. That's our telephone number. Six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter is where we'll read this one. El Paso Visuals Deportivos. It's wild to think UTEP men's basketball just lost to one of the worst teams in the East Division of Conference USA earlier in the week, but they just beat one of the better teams in the West Division of Conference USA. I hope they keep playing up to the rest of their season. Hashtag minor talk. You know what? It's interesting uh, that that tweet was posted because I just thought about this. I don't know the numbers, but just a fun thought. When was the last time UTEP lost to the worst team in a division and then beat the best team in a division? Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a really good question. I think that one would be good to look at. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. That's a good one right there, Sal. Let's go back to the phones. Mark is joining us next, 880-5763. What's up, Mark? How are you? Hi, good. doing good, Adrian. I, I just came back from the ladies' game, but I was able to. Oh to man, the women's the basketball team game. lost by seventeen, seventy-seven to sixty. That's the final. I just saw that. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited about the men's. I've been to a lot of games, and I think they have a great future with Golding and and the players that they have are are very competitive and put on a good show. Uh, the, the women's team, I, I don't know what's happened. I've been to every game this year. I've seen every game on the tablet out of town and. You know, the first 
I, I never hear anybody chime in on the ladies' team, so I thought I'd give. No, a call let's about do it. Let's let's talk about this a little bit, Mark, because you know I I've been following uh, from afar. I mean, hey, because of the scheduling conflicts, are we're uh, we're contractually obligated on the men's side of things? But I understand sure. we we definitely have to give a- emphasis to the women, and we do try to do that here on this show. Uh, Katia Gallegos tonight, two of twelve, and let's be honest, Mark, we she, we just haven't seen the same production from her for whatever reason. I mean, the book is out on her and. People are opponents are really keying on her, and when you don't have the complementary guard like Destiny Thurman in the mix, she's been uh, in and out of the lineup. And I don't know if it's an injury or what you know what she's dealing with. That's what we kind of she's, what what uh, Kevin Baker concussion. Uh, she got a knee in the head on their last game, mm-hmm. and and didn't dress tonight or or play anymore in that game. But and that's tough. Katia you need about, Destiny Thurman. She had a lot of assists, so she played a good game, but. You know, their shooting has just totally gone to the in the tank. Well, you know, well Mark also I was pretty excited, you know. Sure, sure. And I mean, for <clears> through <throat> the st- uh, first stretch of the season for the women's basketball team, you had a lot of optimism about this group. And this has just been a tough stretch for them from the middle of January to this first part of February. It just hasn't been uh, a good, you know, they dealt with COVID earlier in Conference USA. And now they're just kind of going through this adversity. The The turnovers for me is, is the biggest thing for this women's basketball team. I mean, yeah, they're, 33 they're very turnovers tonight. And they. You know they can't shoot anymore. They're they've gone from the first ten games being a what I think was a very exciting, very good basketball team to they're a bad team right now. You know they they don't look organized out there. They throw a lot of bad passes, including Katya. I think, but she's pressing. I think because there's so much you know, nobody else is picking up the you know the responsibility of doing that. And if Destiny is not in there, then. <clears throat> it's even worse, but uh, man, it was uh, the season has definitely gone down the drain, and I feel bad for them because I know they played hard and they put a lot into it. But yeah, of course, yeah. I mean they win that two overtime game against Air Force in December. I'm thinking this team has this team could be special. I mean, I'm I'm really high on this team, and then you know now fast forward to February 17th, this team has lost four in a row. They're not a good team away from the Haskins Center. They were they were a good team at the Haskins Center, like at home. Yeah. They were they were strong, but not recently. I mean they they, well, they just they played a good half tonight. The first half they were only down by two or three at half. Mari Petrie okay. had. 13 points in the first half and in her first start played fantastic. And and there were like a different team in the second half. They don't play defense. They throw the ball away. And I, I left with four minutes to go and I, I haven't done that all year, but wow. I just couldn't take any more. But lost six of their last seven. Strong. How about that? They've lost six yeah. of their last seven, Mark. That's, that's well, tough. Yeah, they were nine and two. Now they're 13 and 11. That's a bad slide. Yeah, most definitely, Mark. Hey, appreciate it. it Hey, really appreciate the phone call, Mark. We appreciate you doing this, and uh, uh, give us a call another time. We'll we'll definitely talk more women's basketball on the show. I'll say this. If there's any way the women's basketball team can try to turn the corner, there's no doubt in my mind they have the talent to try to make a a decent run in the conference tournament, Sal, because they have the talent on their team when they're at their full complement. They just have to get back uh, to their their, uh, old form. They've just struggled in this stretch. 
Yeah, and they've definitely had some tough battles in that stretch. Uh, but at the end of the day, though, when the Miners' um, season, I guess, is basically on the line and you're relying on Coach Baker, players like Katia Gallegos, uh, Destiny Thurman, assuming she's there, Teal Battle, who doesn't want to go out, uh, you know, on, on senior night without putting up an amazing performance. I think... You know, Coach Baker has what it takes to get this team on the right track right when it matters the most hitting conference tournament play. Because let's let's just say this, Adrian. Let's say they win their last two games uh, of conference USA play in the regular season. That's going to be a tough matchup for anybody. That's right. Uh, to go up against uh, in the conference USA women's tournament. So as long as you get hot at the right time, that's what matters the most. It's still a one bid league. We all know that. So if UTEP is is rolling into the conference USA tournament, feeling pretty good. You know, with the winner two in the final two games, uh, you know they have just as good a shot as anybody else. Yeah, and it's been a lot of ad- adversity yeah, this women's time. basketball team has faced this year, no doubt. Uh, just a tough stretch. And I agree with Mark. They're, they become uh, they've turned from one of the better. teams teams in conference USA to one of the worst teams unfortunately just the way that they've been playing down the stretch but maybe they can pick it up maybe the women's basketball team can can uh, get their you know get their stuff together and and uh, put together some wins ahead of the conference tournament uh 8805763 that's our telephone number also 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter Adrian at enemy win 3 tweets us coach Joe Golding is clearly a good coach and the players have improved but that's only half of the equation Recruiting remains to be seen. Next year is not a given. Great point. We've said that. Hey, yeah. I, I know, I know, Sal. We've said that though. I mean, there are a lot of guys who, you know, for whatever reason, they're just, you know, they're not Joe Golding's guys. They're they're guys that Terry recruited before, and so. Every offseason, once March comes around, you have to go off and re-recruit players. That's just the bottom line. You have to re-recruit your own players. And I don't know what this roster will look like next year, but Adrian's right. It's not all about wins and losses in college basketball. It's about recruiting 365 days of the year. And you got to win some recruiting battles. You have to get some more things to add to this team because the way that they're built right now, yeah, it's a fun team to watch. They're inconsistent, sure, um, but they're a team also uh, that that just needs a couple more pieces here and there, and maybe they could build a, a contender. And on the flip side, if they aren't able to maintain this talent, if they can't do that on their end, then it's going to be a tough stretch for them. So we'll we'll see what's going on. Eight eight zero five seven six three. That's our telephone number. Six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Pinky tweets the show. Where's Satterfield offensively? I don't know, man. Um, one of four tonight, three points. That brings his total to, I think it's 11 over the last six games for Jarrell Satterfield after starting off the year nearly shooting 50% from beyond the arc through the first 18 games. I don't know if the blueprint's out on him. He hit a three today, um, but I, that, you know that's not enough. You, they need more yeah. at that uh, third guard position uh, for the Miners moving forward. Yeah, they definitely do. I mean, the the good thing though within that is that three that he hit was the transition three, which came off of a um, a Sibley block. And Sibley had just a great stretch, I think, for about you know maybe two three minutes uh, on defense, being able to block shots on back to back possessions. You know what I mean? Yeah. And with uh, with Satterfield, he's able to hit that three. But this is what the miners need more of, though. I mean, yeah, you have your Sule booms, you have your Jamal B enemies, but. Also, in between that, are you going to get some contributions from other guys? And w- within a stretch of about a minute or two, they were able to get that. Let's go to the phones, 8805763. That's our telephone number with the line ringing in here on the show. Our guy, Lou Romano, he's joining us on the phone lines. What's up, Lou? Hey, guys. Great job, as always. I can. Just want to make two points. 
um, real fast first. Titus Verhoeven is playing finally like he's playing down at the rec center. You see him take <laughs> that big guy on tonight? Yeah, yeah. He's he's done a nice job against other bigs in this league in, in through this past stretch. I'm with you, man. And you guys, I'll tell you, that's what's missing. Not just you know somebody to bang with the big guys, but I remember telling this to Coach Floyd when he was here, and even to Coach Terry when he was here. I never, I haven't mentioned it to, to Golding yet, only because he's still you know not even a year in. But UTEP needs guys with attitudes. Remember when Titus threw that bow to that dude? Yeah. Now he kind of flopped on the play. But Titus was basically saying, listen, man, I'm not afraid. But finally, UTEP's got some guys, and I think that comes from Golding and Golding's intensity. You know, just go out there and play and play hard. And secondly, is Sule Boom going down this avenue where, where we might be talking about him as one of the all-time greats? Remember, he's a junior, right? He's the team's leading scorer all the time, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm starting to wonder if next year at this time we're talking about Sule being one of one of UTEP's all-time great scorers. You know what? Here's no? my here's my narrative. Here's my narrative. I want to bring up to you, Lou, and let's let's twist this a little bit because you're on to the right on on the right track here. Is Sule Boom one of the most underappreciated UTEP scorers in history? Yeah, yeah. That's my point. That's it. That's the that's the storyline right there. You know, because if you want to talk about him as an all-time great, a lot of UTEP fans will roll their eyes. They'll get upset when you say mm-hmm. that. And, and, you know, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with people uh, discrediting what Sule Boom has brought to the table this year and in years past. I get it. There are times where he is inefficient. I get it. I understand. But what we saw tonight from Sule Boom, I think that's that's him uh, playing at his max value. That That's that's Sule Boom at his best for sure. Yeah, I'm glad to hear you say that. First, he's inefficient sometimes because he's got no help. So he's got a four shot. But secondly, I think what's killing Sule is is – since he's been here, they haven't played in a big conference tournament game. So he hasn't had a chance to hit the big shots in the big games because they haven't played in any. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? that's a good point. That's a really good point, yeah. Right, so if, they, if, he can, if he can somehow find a way, and again, he can't do it by himself, where was Jamal Biennemi tonight? Yeah, I mean, Sule Boom was was jamming at him and saying, where, where are you? And, you know, he, they were kind of motivating each other in this game. But, yeah, he, he was a non-factor. Right, if you compare regular season numbers with Sule Boom and other UTEP scores and look at the other scores that were on those other teams, Sule's right there. You know, so just, just my two cents. That's a It's a really good point, Lou. Hey, appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for the phone call. Check out Lou Romano. He is a CBS Four, uh, CBS Four local sports director. You can check out his story up right now. Miners pull off the upset at La Tech. Uh, appreciate his call coming in on the show. Roman's joining us next on the show. Eight eight zero five seven six three. What's going on, Roman? Uh, nothing much. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, had the opportunity to watch the game on ESPN Plus, and uh, I actually as a <laughs> diehard UTEP fan, as you may hear me say before, uh, I, I turn it off, man. I, I couldn't watch the last four minutes. <laughs> it, was just, it was coming down to those last four minutes, and we uh, we couldn't guard, and of course, the home team was getting the home cooking. They were getting all the calls, and I, I didn't want to watch, but uh, I think that um, I'm glad after I saw that we won by three points, that uh, uh, we deserved to win that game. Um I think that, uh, like what you guys were talking about, Sule Boom is going to be that that guy that uh, comes out of this year that is going to be one of the top players from UTEP, and um, he's a he's a great player. He he's got his moments. He hasn't played you know 
with top points, but I think the defense he's played very well uh, the last couple games. Um, and with Verhoeven, I mean, I don't like to, <laughs> I don't like to be negative, but like Verhoeven needs to get more consistent. More consistent he gets to play really good defense and to make those points under the basket and not miss those little puppies. You know, the better we are going to be off. And I think I'm uh, excited to see what happens next year when we uh, we come out with some of these players and uh, we get some new recruits. Miguel, you say something real interesting about Titus that I just want to talk about real quick. Um, you, you say, hey, just become a little bit more consistent and, you know, in well, and being well-rounded, I think that's the biggest thing around him is because we've seen it on the defensive side as he's one of the best te- uh, the team's uh, best rim protectors, but we haven't really seen it offensively from Titus yet until this year. I mean, uh, these past couple games, we've seen more scoring from him tonight with nine points on four of seven shooting. I like those games from Titus when he's chipping in inside the paint. That's the biggest thing, though, making Titus a two-way player consistently night after night. He didn't. He was a non-factor in that Marshall game, it, tonight he stepped up and he really put it to Kenneth Lofton Jr. I think that's a huge win for yeah, Titus Verhoeven. Exactly. Kenneth Lofton Jr., oh my God, he's, he's I just want to, you know, want to <laughs> say that he's okay. <laughs> like, no, come on, Miguel, so he's, he's good. I mean, frustrating watching that guy. Sorry, Roman. He's not that good, but Verhoeven's way better uh, <laughs> than that guy. And uh, I'm, I'm glad we beat him. They beat us here. We beat them over there, so that's uh, the bottom line. So, okay. W-10. All right, appreciate it, Roman. Thanks for the call. Thanks for uh, weighing in on the show, 8805763. Sal, is Sule Boom the most underappreciated scorer? Uh, it's looking like it. And the reason why I say that is because of the longevity that he's had. Yes, that, there you go. You know there what I mean? I, I've seen some other guys who, who could put up buckets. Uh, I, I'm, it's a shame we only saw him for one year, but that was uh, Lee Moore. I think he was a great player, uh, or a great scorer, rather. Another guy who I think was one of the more underappreciated players, Irvin Morris. Uh, I mean, I'm going off of guys that we saw within the last 10 years or so. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Sule Boom has a chance to, to be one of the uh, better scorers in UTEP history. Just need a little bit more consistency though however these last uh these last couple of games you know the stretch where he's had uh, a couple of games over 500 near 500 tonight uh just one shot under 500 at nine for 20 but nine for 10 from uh from the charity stripe he's slowly but surely starting to refine his game i mean before we kind of just knew him as a uh, sule the volume shooter but now he's not afraid to to get on whoever it is on defense he's going to accept that challenge and also he's he's becoming a better uh, better with his shot selection as well, hitting bigger shots and uh, a guy who's making some better passes at the same time. So I just got to give him credit throughout this stretch. Now, I mean, it's easy to say, oh, he can be for next year. The question is, will he be here next year too? I think that's a fair question to there ask. There you go. There you go, Sal. Very good question to ask. Will he be here next year? There you go. It's yeah. uh, a great one. That's a really, really good question to ask right there. I mean, you don't know. We don't know if, that, if he'll be back. I will say this. It's encouraging to see Sule Boom have such a great relationship with Joe Golding. And I mean, if you're a UTEP fan and you want uh, Sule Boom to stay here, it's encouraging to know that he's got a great relationship with Golding, not on the not on, just on the court, but off the court as well. So um, Joe yeah. Chacon tweets the show, very cool to be in range, to hear you on the radio instead of having to use my phone. Hashtag third tavern, hashtag quick 915 visit. Uh, Chris Banks tweets us, I was hoping K- KJ Lewis would have kept UTEP in his top three schools, but hearing they aren't even in his top eight is tough. Would have been a big-time get for UTEP next season. 
Sal, I'll give you the floor on K.J. Lewis because I think I've talked about this a ton. Yeah, you know what? I think this is one of the best players in the nation. It would have been nice if uh, UTEP was in that top eight. But let's just be real, though. UTEP is not Arkansas. UTEP is not Memphis. UTEP is not Houston. UTEP is not Texas Tech. I mean, those teams are, are in a league of their own. And I'm, I'm missing out a couple schools. I think Arizona's another one. Alabama, you know, these are teams that, that are heavy hitters. And, uh, you know, he's a guy who has aspirations to, to have basketball, uh, you know, do great things for him. Whatever the case may be, after college for K.J. Lewis, he's definitely got the talent to, to, in my opinion, get to the next level after that. But, uh, you know, he wants to make the best decision possible. And also, too, there's nothing wrong with being proud of a guy from El Paso who uh, does great things outside of the city as well. So uh, all credit to him. I hope he makes the decision that he feels is best for him. I know he'll do that for sure. And, uh, yeah, look forward to uh, wearing a K.J. Lewis jersey for a team from the association. Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> One and done is KJ Lewis. One and done. He he's going that's that's the goal is to get into the NBA as quick as possible because the NBA only looks at 18, 19 at most 20 year olds uh, but they really like the younger players because they want to develop them at the youngest age and you know what too I'll say this I I mean before people were thinking oh go to college and then you go straight to the NBA and if you don't make it to the NBA it's basically a failure but I mean this is a guy who has the potential to play at a pro level and it's not the worst thing in the world anymore for a player to to go to the G League right after college that's right we've seen so many guys develop uh, through the G League so I think he's somebody who let's say he does play one year of college and goes to the G League I mean you literally get to be around the the next level of talent right before you go to the top so I I think uh, no matter what he does uh, this guy's still gonna shine no matter what yeah I'm with you on that Sal wanted to get back to uh, something that I said I would get back to eventually and I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget Miguel saying um, this isn't the best season necessarily for UTEP I'm gonna read you win percentages Sal from the past five years okay five seasons ago um, this is back 2017 uh, the 2017-2018 season this was the final Final year of Tim Floyd. He started off the season one and five. He abruptly quit from the program. Phil Johnson took over. He finished ten and fifteen. That year they were eleven and twenty. They had a uh, 35 win percentage, a .35 win percentage in that year. Next year, first year of Rodney Terry, dismal year, 8-21. and 21. That was the year of the JV team, apparently, according to Rodney Terry. They had a 27% win percentage. Uh, then, Rodney Terry had his best uh, season at 17 wins and 15 losses. That's .53 win percentage. Uh, last year, they were 500. They were uh, a 12-12 and 12 team, 8-8 eight and eight in Conference USA. And this year, in year one of Joe Golding, right now, they are at a .58 win percentage. They are 14-10 and 10 overall in Conference USA. Ken Palm, which is the advanced analytics website that we uh, we you know reference a lot on this show, they project UTEP to finish this season after, after their win tonight against Louisiana Tech. They project them to finish 17-13, and 10-8 and in conference play. That's a really good season in my eyes, Sal. It's a lot better than what we've seen before, and this team is still getting better while they're missing, in my opinion, the best overall player. 
So we'll we'll see where this team can go from there. But I, I do think that uh, it's not the best season if you were to bring down oh, all, yeah, all yeah. minor seasons. Oh, I mean, not even close. They're 66, right? But aside from that, though, it is one of the better seasons in uh, in recent memory for sure. And also, I think people are excited to see uh, what uh, what this team can become, you know, after this season. That best um, season for the Miners, or best last season um, for the Miners, was 2014-15. They went 22-11, and 11, and that was a .72 win percentage under Tim Floyd that year. So yeah, take it for what it's worth. 880-5763, that's our telephone number. As we wind things down on the show, 600 ESPN El Paso, if you'd like to duck in one last call or one last tweet before we wrap things up here on the show. Let's get to some awards here as we wrap things up on Miner Talk. First off is our Wind Supply El Paso, hot hand of the game. Sal, where are we going on this one? You know what? I just looking down, you know, the the uh, stats and also watching the game, have no choice uh, but to give it to somebody who's earned it. And uh, not only uh, the award tonight, but maybe some more minutes in the future. There you go. Got to go with Bonky Marion. Love it. Love Bonky Marion for this one. Five points, uh, five rebounds in just nine minutes of action. Hot hand after Titus Verhoeven fouled out. Zarek Onyema fell to it with an injury uh, and only played four minutes. Bonky Maring, we haven't seen much of him. He earns our hot hand award for his performance down the stretch. And that is brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. That you can keep everyone warm, comfortable, and toasty, or get ready for the warmer weather coming up here in the spring with a new champion furnace or, or, or a furnace from Wind Supply El Paso. Wind Supply El Paso, the official supplier of champion heating and cooling products. Locate your nearest champion dealer on Online at visit at uh, at the find a dealer tab at windsupplyelpaso.com. Now our player of the game award. This is brought to you by Keith Southwest. Player of the game, Sal. Is this even a debate? Uh, no, not at all. But I I will if if people want to. But either way, sure. the, the right answer none other than Sule Boom. Yep, Sule Boom, what a night tonight. 28 points, 12 rebounds, his fourth career double double, three assists. Three turnovers, three steals, 38 minutes of action. Uh, What a night for Sule Boom. Easily the player of the game in this one. And that's brought to you by Keith Southwest. They deliver the best precision metal components for businesses throughout the world, all made here in El Paso. Learn more about Keith Southwest online today at KeithSSW.com. Breakfast and Minor Talk coming up Saturday, February 19th, just two days away. Southern Miss uh, and UTEP will do battle. This is one that we call the layup, Sal. UTEP should be expecting to win in this game against the Golden Eagles. You know what? They should be expecting, but I want them to go out there like Southern Miss stole something from them. Like Southern Miss beat UTEP by 60 points last time. I I don't want to see them miss a beat. It, I mean, it's it's easy to, to be high on that win and, and, you know, feel a little confident, maybe too overconfident, but there's still a lot more basketball to be played. Let this be uh, the second game of a win streak and also to one where you just obliterate your opponent. Knowing that you're better than them, don't give Southern Miss a chance. I don't want to see any of that. Our coverage starts at 10.30 Saturday morning, breakfast with the Miners, and then you can have lunch with us on Miner Talk. We'll probably come around, uh, come on around 1 or 2 o'clock on Saturday. If you missed any of Minor Talk, you can catch us on demand wherever you get your podcast.
podcast, like, rate, and review our podcast. If if you know a UTEP fan who hasn't listened to Minor Talk, share share the show with them and let them know um, that you know that we we do what we do here on Minor Talk. So we really appreciate everybody listening in. Appreciate all the calls and tweets. It was a fun one tonight. UTEP gets a big win against Louisiana Tech, sixty three to sixty. For Sal Montes, I'm Adrian Bradis saying so long and thanks so much for listening to Minor Talk presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Have a great night, everybody. You've been listening to Minor Talk presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency. Get started on a home, auto, or life insurance policy at OscarArietaAgency.com. If you missed any of Minor Talk, listen to the show on demand by downloading Minor Talk wherever you listen to podcasts.